Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Aaron Rodgers came out of the Week 14 game with his broken pinky toe aggravated, and Matt LaFleur, coach of the Packers, said yesterday that they'll give Rodgers whatever he needs to be at his best for Sunday. We've seen reduced practice time. There is a conspiracy theory out there, and I assume it is a tongue-in-cheek conspiracy theory, that Rodgers doesn't really have a broken pinky toe, that this is all just a way to get out of practicing, and I do not subscribe to it. It's just kind of funny that that's what people do, and that's the stuff that people speculate about that he's actually fine but he says he has a broken pinky toe so he can he can just avoid you know showing up and practicing Wednesdays and Thursdays again I don't believe it and based upon his performance he looks 100% to me exactly if he didn't have a broken pinky toe how much better would he be uh, I know I mean it's it's um one of those injuries that, that you know again I've had it I've had the broken the broken pinky toe it's annoying it's annoying, but not to where you feel like, oh, I can't do something. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. And I'm sure he's uncomfortable as hell. And he probably has moments where he moves around and scrambles and goes, oh, man, is that bothering me and it hurting me? But it doesn't at least take away from your ability. It's just it's like just a huge pain in your butt or thorn in your side either way. And, man, I don't know, like we've talked about ever since he's had it. He's been throwing laser beams and strikes all over the football field. And he's been on his A game. I mean, he played phenomenal again last night. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would be like, don't mess with anything. Just We're just going to have to play it out this year and see how – just keep dealing with it. Uh, I'd be scared to get surgery that it might cause more of an issue or a problem. You know, again, and then now it is, whoa, it really does – bother me and hinder me when I move that that would be the can of worms I'd be worried about if you went the surgery route on a, on a Monday morning and you never want surgery if you don't know if you can avoid it for right. anything anytime right. that you introduce the external world into your internal body That's you can get right. infections and complications and it may not go the way it was supposed to even though they always tell us that every surgery that's ever performed on an NFL player is always a success how did you break your pinky toe gosh I did it like I think like somebody stepped on me in practice something like that like had like a right guard or a center that got me and you know again like went I think a week without really caring or knowing or anything like that and then finally went and got an x-ray 
and I did nothing about it. I didn't do anything. I just let it heal over time. I was fortunate that I wasn't starting quarterback at the time of it happening, so I wasn't being asked to, you know, play or perform on the football field. But, yeah, just kind of let it go and linger. And when the season was over, you know, rested a little bit. And all of a sudden, I remember training during the offseason going, oh, I don't feel anymore. I'm good. And that was it. But it was like, it was like that, how I explained. Just annoying. But didn't, like, stop me from being able to physically do what I needed to do. Not that I have any desire to see your foot, and please do it's not ugly. Aaron Rodgers, but it's based ugly. on the size of your hand, yeah. my guess is your pinky toe is roughly the same <laughs> size and shape as my thumb. Uh, I got some weird toes, that's for sure. I mean, they got, they're like fingers, and some of them like curl under the other toes. It's not, it's not the prettiest foot ever. No one's yeah. going to be calling me yeah. for a foot modeling uh, sh- photo shoot or anything like that anytime soon. So uh, we, we don't expect Rodgers to miss any time. Yeah. He's made it clear that he won't, but he's made it clear he's going to have to deal with it for the rest of the season, and it's not affecting his play. That's the key if you're a Packers fan. All right, Lamar Jackson had the ankle injury on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. John Harbaugh provided everyone with an update on Jackson's status yesterday. Here he is. Yeah, Lamar has an ankle sprain. Uh, it's not a high ankle sprain, which is uh, good news. And uh, we'll just have to see what it is from there and uh, how he feels this week going forward and what it looks like. Hey coach, if it's, if it's a short-term uh, uh, injury for Lamar, is the Ravens uh, going to try everything around Tyler Huntley entirely? Well, we're going to see where we're at, you know, with the situation. The plans are right now for, you know, my mind for Lamar to be out there. So we'll see where it goes this week. And if he, if he can go a golf, not, Tyler will be the quarterback. So that's where we're at. Packers are coming to town this weekend for the Baltimore Ravens, and we'll we'll hear more as the week unfolds as to who's taking the reps in practice. Does Lamar Jackson go? I remember when Kyler Murray first had his sprained ankle that was suffered against the Packers on that Thursday night game in Week 8. It was all being very downplayed. They were out of the building for a couple days. I remember Jake Glazer saying on Sunday, you know, when he comes back today, they're going to take a look at it. He may play this weekend. Well, he misses one game, then two games, then three games, then the bye week, then he's finally back. So you just never know with something like this. And they have no obligation to tell us anything other than ankle. Injury report tomorrow. Did he practice? Was he limited? Did he not practice ankle in parentheses? That's all they have to tell us. And then questionable, doubtful, or out for Sunday, and they just do it one week at a time, and he's back when he's back. And you don't want to let all your opponents know indefinitely with any certainty who they're going to face. Let them think it's going to be maybe Tyler Huntley or maybe Lamar Jackson. We just don't know. Not not that the offense dramatically changes when one guy exits and one guy enters, but there's just no incentive to be fully and completely transparent about any of this stuff with us. They have a a one-week-at-a-time obligation, really one-day-at-a-time obligation, starting on Wednesday to let us know how injured a guy is. And even then, it's very limited it's information. Vague. Yeah, it's vague. It really is. I, I, I mean, hey, the good thing is it's not a high ankle sprain. There really is a difference, you know, as far as having the traditional weight, my ankle rolled inwards, right, as compared to weight, I got stuck and it got pinned out. That's a far greater, more painful, more of a pain in the butt to deal with healing process than just the traditional turn my ankle inside and rolled it that way. So that is positive. Hey, ankle sprain, again, you can play, you know, but ankle sprain to 
Tom Brady or a pocket-passing quarterback as compared to Lamar Jackson is different. I mean, Lamar Jackson's, hey, his bread and butter is his legs, his movement. You know, that, that's what m makes him the most dangerous quarterback in football when he gets outside the pocket. So it does hinder his game to, to a certain degree, no matter what. Um, but I hope we do see him. And, I, you know, again, Hundley did some good things in the game. There's no doubt. But they need him. They need him down the stretch here. Again, I don't really know how good Baltimore is. They're good. They're battle-tested. They're the Ravens. They have great self-belief. But, man, between the injuries, the offense sputtering, the run game is not special. It is Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, he is what makes that go. Uh, there's questions about this Ravens football team. And, and, man, with the way their schedule shakes out here at the end, man, they lose three out of the last four. Green Bay, Cincinnati, Rams. I mean, damn, they'll be flirting with maybe we don't go to the playoffs. So they certainly need Lamar Jackson here down the stretch. Maybe it comes down to beating the Steelers. I know, right? 18, the final game for Ben Roethlisberger. Wouldn't that be a way to go out with a bang? You're not going to make it to the playoff, Pittsburgh. But, hey, Ben, you got a chance to keep the Ravens out as your final act in the NFL. Although I still think, I still think, crazy as it may sound right now because they just lost, I still think that and one at the end of the Steelers' record is going to be a factor Could one be. way or another. I know. It's going, to, it's going to save a lot of mathematical calculations potentially because forget about the tiebreakers and this, that, and the other thing. They may, they're going to get – I have a feeling they're either getting in by the skin of that tie against the Lions or they're going to be out by virtue of that tie against the Lions. I'm not giving up on the Steelers yet. All right, Josh Allen, day-to-day -day with a foot sprain. Foot sprain. He was in a walking boot after the loss to the Buccaneers. I saw that he has a mild case of turf toe. Now they're saying foot sprain. And again, they don't have to tell us anything until the Wednesday report. But we saw how much they had him involved in the running game. And, one, and we saw also why they don't have him involved in the running game, Chris, because of this. There it is. It's not a fashion statement. That's there for a reason. And, uh, you know, they got the Panthers this weekend. They need to to stop the bleeding after these last two losses we've seen. And they may not have Josh Allen. We'll find out come Sunday and we'll get some clues between now and then. Uh, that'll be dangerous. It will be because nobody gets nobody. Nobody rides a single player in football harder than the Buffalo Bills ride Josh Allen. I mean, he's the greatest one man show in the sport right now. I mean, again, I, I mean, what, what he did on Sunday was is is absurd because they ask him to do everything and phenomenal all at the same time. He was the best player on the football field. I know Brady's going to win the MVP, but he ain't as good as Josh Allen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And again, you switch the quarterbacks in that game, and that game ain't going to overtime. I could tell you that too. I mean, Allen is absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that they have nothing else, yeah. You know, good thing he got paid, but they, they got to ride him. There's nothing. There's no other avenue. I mean, again, it's it's overrated talent at the skill positions. He's the best runner they got, and of course, he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. And we see their defense is real good, but it has issues. I mean, it's it's statistically number one, but for me, it's not the best defense in football. I wouldn't take them if you made me pick any defense for a big game. I'm not picking Buffalo, nor would you or a bunch of other people. You know, we've seen them in the biggest games. That defense has some issues with the better offenses in football. Uh, but, yes, I mean, we talk about Lamar Jackson. Damn. I mean, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and what they ask of him, yeah, they've been flirting with danger all year long. And, man, that game there, the first half, he got crushed and was under duress 
the whole first half, took a lot of big hits. They did the quarterback design runs then. And then the second half, he ran around like a magician and made plays and throws that just, again, very few people in the history of football could do it. Um, and it's, it's, I want them to protect him a little bit because I do get scared and I like him healthy because I think he's a lot of fun to watch. And it would be interesting to see what Mitchell Trubisky can do for his purposes going forward, maybe reestablish himself. But the Bills need Josh Allen as they get closer Man, and closer to the end of the line. The way they started and the way they are right now, they, they, they need to turn it around quickly or they have to start worrying. Yeah. Is there going to be a seat at the table for us right. when the dust settles on the 2021 regular season? Let's take a break. Another quarterback from the 2018 draft class may be at odds with his team. We're going to discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this. In an interview with Kurt Warner of NFL Network that debuted on Sunday, Baker Mayfield had some things to say about the team, about the distractions, about the issues, and he mentioned there have been a lot of internal things. When he was asked about outside noise, he specifically said there's been a lot of internal things. It hasn't just been the outside noise. I have to be myself and try to do my job 100%. The guys that truly know me understand that we need to take care of business in the building. Here's Kevin Stefanski, coach of the Browns from yesterday, addressing the question of what's Baker talking about, coach? Uh, no, I'm not uh, sure exactly what that's referring to, Mary Kay. You know, I talk to Baker every week, you know, every day. So I think we got a good line of communication. But, uh, you know, I think we just all, coaches, players, uh, as we move forward with all these big games, AFC opponent this week, uh, our focus is always going to be just on the same page and doing what we need to do to go get a victory. And do you feel like that is those comments are something that, need to be looked into or addressed as you move forward into another huge game? Yeah, I, I, again, I tell you, with Baker and, and with all of our guys, uh, constant open line of communication. So you always will address anything that, that's on people's minds. But specific to that, I, I don't have a, a, a specific answer, I guess, to that comment. Look, I got a lot of respect for Kevin Stefanski, but you can't tell me in one breath – you have a great line of communication with the guy. And then in the breath right before that, say you don't know what he's talking about when he says there's a lot of internal things that have caused issues. That would seem to be something you know about. If you have a great line of communication with the guy, he's expressing to you. Now, unless Stefanski just didn't want to get into it, and that's entirely possible, this may be a must-lie situation, or at a minimum, must-conceal-the-truth, because the truth will not set anyone free in this setting. But if he does have the right relationship with Baker Mayfield, Chris, he knows exactly what Mayfield's upset about. Well, I, I, you know, you would think so. You would hope so. But, well, I mean, as we know, it's not always the case. It's not. You know, sometimes players are not totally own, like honest and open with, like, the coach that way. And maybe there is something under the surface that bothers them. And they say internal things like that in an interview. And maybe he hasn't expressed maybe some of the things that have bothered him. You know, we played a, a clip from Charles Robinson from Yahoo, you know, there with brother from another. You know, maybe it is the fact that he feels like, you know, the, the injury thing, you know, hasn't been used enough as a, you know, I don't want to say an excuse, but for a, for a reason or a fact of why he hasn't played as well. Maybe the internal thing is still the OBJ, the Odell Beckham Jr. dad tweet stuff. 
and he feels like that still bothers him, and maybe Stefanski doesn't realize it still bothers him. I don't know. You know, again, uh, it, it's an instance where, hey, this time of the year right now, where are you at, everything like that, it's just you got to be careful what you say. I mean, here you are. You get a big win, you know, on sa- on Sunday, and you beat the Ravens, divisional rival, and it's it's already like, hey, let's forget, it. let's stop talking about that. Let's let's talk about Baker, and he seems disgruntled and not happy. And you know, we've we've seen Baker pop off like this before a little bit. It's not helping the team when he does this stuff. It's not helping it. That's what I do know. And the one thing I'll say about Stefanski, you know, hey, I'm not always a fan of his offense. But, like, what he says in press conferences, how he handles himself, it's always top-notch. I mean, he always lays it out. He always defends the players. He always sticks up for them. Even OBJ when he was being a pain in the butt. I mean, so I can't sit here and say I see any issues or flaws with the way that he reaches out or seems to open the door, you know, with the way he talks to the media always. And, you know, that's just – it's unfortunate. But now he's – yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's why it's got to irk him. Yeah. Stefanski is always very buttoned up, and he keeps the internal things internal. It's got to irk him when Baker Mayfield starts throwing dirty laundry out on the line. Right. That's got to bother him. Mary Kay Cabot did a very good job yesterday of trying to identify the internal things going on based upon her unique perspective of covering the team sure, for years. Number one, it. and l- yeah. I, let me let me list them all for you. Yeah. Number one, there's been a disconnect all year between Mayfield and Stefanski as it relates to play calling. And we heard Mayfield on Sunday say they got too conservative once they had a big lead against Baltimore. Two, the team's got its own radio show. All of these teams have their own content creation now. Yeah. Cleveland Browns Daily. Apparently, they've been a little critical of Bakel, and he doesn't like it. And look, I can't say I blame him. We're all on the same team. We're all getting paid by the same guy, and you're trashing me. Now, I haven't heard any of it, but apparently he's he's not happy that the in-house radio show has been criticizing Baker Mayfield from time to time. The OBJ situation, some guys in the locker room took sides. That's been an issue. You know, when OBJ's dad posted the video of all the times Beckham was supposedly open and Baker didn't throw it to him. That was a, a sticking point, and Baker's not happy that guys took sides there. Sure. Also, disconnect about the injuries. Baker trying to tell the world all the different things wrong with him, and the team's attitude is, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. We still expect you to play at a high level. We saw Andrew Barry, the GM of the team, say that during their bye week. We still expect performance at a high level. That all adds to this this sense by Mayfield that he's under siege not just with everyone on the outside but with people on the inside yeah listen I I understand to a degree I I do I understand him maybe feeling you know under siege to to a degree as well uh yeah but at the same time it doesn't do it any good to kind of like cryptically say that to the media that's where it's not a positive and and again, oh, I agree. You know, I agree. Yeah, it's not going to get him the contract he's it, looking for, not. at least not from the Browns. And it's not going to win him any favors in the locker room either. It's not because I'm sure there are a lot of guys like we pointed out many weeks in a row. And I did on my podcast, man, there's too many plays. Odell Beckham Jr.'s open. We saw it last night. Odell Beckham Jr.'s fine. He can get open still. He's just learning an offense and doesn't even know it yet. And he's catching bombs and touchdowns on a weekly basis right now. So that 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 like that's gonna put a little more evidence towards ooh maybe it was Baker, you know. And again, I'm not giving Odell Beckham Jr. the get out of jail free card. I'm sure he was no Boy Scout in this man matter either. But you know, yeah. 
And then, you know, you couple that with, okay, cryptic language in the, in, in the media a little bit. People are going to wonder what you're saying. You're the franchise quarterback, you know, and the team, of course, is very talented and underperformed this year. And at the end of the day, you say what you want with Baker Mayfield. I mean, listen, the play hasn't been good enough, period. It's been all over the place. There's no other way to say it, you know, and, and, and the stats back that up, you know, what we watch and what we see backs it up again. They were in control of that football game the other day. The guy was wide open on an out route right down the sideline. I mean, he threw the ball five feet behind the guy. I don't know. That wasn't Kevin Stavansky. That was Baker Mayfield. I mean, he can't throw the ball too. So, you know, you're going to open yourself up for more criticism and issues with your football team when you, when you send out these little cryptic messages. And that's where I don't think it helps that, that Baker talks so much or so freely at times. There's a certain amount of butthole that I think you need to be in order to be an effective NFL sure, quarterback. Right. But if you have too much, yeah. if you have too much of that, yeah. it's going to create problems. Yep. And reasonable minds may differ on this point, but some would say there's a little too much of that in Baker, and it's going to cause him more harm than good over the course of his career. Let's take a break when we return. Speaking about more harm than good, it's gone from worse to worser. And, and I'm saying that intentionally. It's not a Florioism. It's just bad in Jacksonville right now. It's very bad. And we'll give you the latest when PFT Live continues right after this. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So he doubled down on that I had a heated argument with? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. I, I gotta move, we gotta move on and... Can I give out Marvin's text number or something? Oh. Is that an appropriate name? Yeah, but here's the problem. People close to Marvin Jones say it did happen. So that, that, that's the biggest problem here. You've got a published report from NFL Network with three different incidents. And NFL Network, partially owned by the Jaguars, is putting this out there. So either sources are lying effectively to NFL Network or Urban Meyer is lying about what happened. Either way, Chris, it just takes a dysfunctional situation and it makes it more dysfunctional. That's the the thing that's getting lost in all this. The mere existence of these issues is the problem, not how they clean them all up. Yeah, right. The fact that they're even out yeah, there is the right, problem. Right. 
No, and you know, and again, I, you know, it, it doesn't sound like he's done himself any any favors for sure, right? You hear the reports over the weekend, reports that I don't think are shocking to you and me, reports that you and I heard early on in the season, really, but we didn't. People have been pushing it. They've been pushing it. Right. They've been pushing it to the media. They've been trying to get out there because he's got people in the right. building that and can't you, and, stand and him. And you and I knew this. I know I said it to you probably around week four or five, somewhere in that range, where I'd been, I had been heard. You know, some of the things that came out this weekend where, yeah, the way he talks to coaches, the things he does on the practice field, like it just, it's not standard NFL protocol. It's not any business protocol to be talking about like coaches and going, why did I hire you? You're a loser. I don't know why you're on my staff. Like what? Like, first off, who says that? What benefit does that do? Wait, it makes the guy not want to work as hard for you. You know, it doesn't make him look good in his position meeting room with his players because now they look at him and go, wait, head coach is a jerk for saying that. But wait, is my coach a loser? I mean, what positives does that actually do for your football team? Absolutely none. And then he wants like loyalty and don't anybody talk about it. Like what? That's insanity and the membranity. What the hell are we talking about here? You know, he, he's acting like he's Don Corleone. He wants you to kiss the ring, and he can do whatever the hell he wants to you, and you just you better be quiet and take it. Well, Come on. You treat Chris, people like crap. Lived that. Gonna talk. He lived that in Florida. He lived it in Ohio I know. State. He, I know. That the, you, once, you, once you have been the emperor riding butt naked on a horse through multiple college towns and nobody ever says boo, yeah. you think that that's just the way it is at the NFL too. I, I, I guess you're right, Mike. I mean, I guess you're right. And he's going to learn that it's just, it's not that way. It's grown men. It's coaches who have been around for a long time and know the NFL better than he does. You know, and, you know, again, when you show moments of like, I, you know, again, I don't know what the hell you really do on the sideline. You seem to just walk around and look at guys and your, your, your thing, your, your microphone you're talking to is always flipped up, you know. He makes a comment this weekend about a player who says he's playing more, but he's not playing and he's unaware of yeah, that. Let's hear right? It. Let's hear it. So let's that doesn't. Like, Andre Cisco. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Urban Meyer on Andre Cisco's playing time or lack thereof. Here we go. With four games still to go, um, obviously he's performing great on special teams, but a guy like him, a guy like Walker Little, yeah. how do you fit them? Do you plan? Well, Cisco's playing a little bit more, uh, I believe. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but yeah, that's a conversation. And then Walker as well. And Walker. Jay, Jay was inactive, and so was Jordan. Is there a plan to get them integrated? That conversation is going on as uh, right when we're done. You know, the way he's answering the question, you can tell there's a leap of faith there that these are actually guys on the team. Here's here's Andre Cisco. He's playing a little bit more. He had zero snaps on defense uh, against the Tennessee Titans. He did he did play on special teams, but uh, he's not playing any defensively at least not recently and and look I here's the problem with Meyer the NFL is an extremely visual medium football generally college football and I'm surprised this this wasn't more of an issue during Meyer's time at the college level maybe when you win 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 people don't notice but he generates more bad visuals on the sideline than any other coach yeah, in the NFL by far. Say. I mean, right. we, we have right. access right. to photos through Getty and USA Today. And when you type in Urban Meyer, the vast majority of them are him in some kind of slumped down, looking like, you know, like, you know, like he just lost his dog. I mean, just kind of, I mean, it just, it, it, it's weird. 
that he generates so much of that. We've, and well, the, the sideline, my God. But but he does so much of that. And when you throw on top of it, the team is no good. It just creates this idea that he, like, why did he even take this job? Why is he doing this to himself? He's 57. At this point in his life, he shouldn't be doing something that makes him miserable. He should be doing something that makes him happy. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He's mishandled certain situations. Uh, you know, yeah, the, the optics on the sideline are not always great. Certainly, you know, we've heard the rumors about, you know, l lack of details with game plan. You know, we've heard the rumors about leaving the facility early during training camp. There's just been too Six many o'clock. Right. There's too many things let, that let are the unbuttoned. Stay and work. Yeah. Yep. And we talk about the NFL again. It's, it's, it's scheme based. It's about your creativity on a week to week basis, X's and O's. And, and again, you know, not that you know, you know, everything as far as like, oh, this guy played this many snaps or all that. Like, but, but, you know, again, yeah, I, I have a hard time thinking like a Belichick or McVeigh or Andy Reid or whoever, if you ask them about a certain player, you know, the day after a game, um, he's going to know whether he played in the game on the defensive side of the ball or not. That, that to me is. You know, again, it kind of just shows to like what you said. It's just a, a little bit lack of a, an attention to detail right now in Jacksonville, and it seems to start at the top. Especially because he would have been paying attention to the game and he would have graded the film of every player yeah. who played in the game right. between Sunday and Monday. And had a meeting um, with the coaches to talk about it, too. So that's that's where it's, it's, it seems weird, yes. We're out of time. Shad Khan spoke about this, and it's obvious he's not going to make any changes based upon the things he said. He's, he's just going to you know keep his head low and his mouth shut. He's used to losing. He's got the lowest winning percentage of any owner that's had a team as long as he's had a team. So he'll, he'll, he'll survive. And again, they're all winning where it matters most. They're winning. <laughs> Who cares about the record when the money is flowing in hand over fist? Let's take a break. Goats in a bad way. Chris oh, my gosh. Yes. Of the week. Yes. We'll that next on PFT. Live. Goats in a bad way. Whoop. All right, uh, apologies to the folks who like the trivia, but we spent too much time talking earlier in the program. We got to get to the goats in a bad way draft. Chris, you're up first. Well, I'm going to go with the whole Raiders football team, okay? Hear me out for a second. The whole damn team, okay? Because somebody needs to know when you lose to a team 41-10 to 10 a few weeks before, they got to say, wait, 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 guys. Going out on the middle of the field and stomping on the logo and getting there and everybody, we're going to get on there and kind of do a semi-disrespectful thing before the game is not a good idea when we got our ass whooped the way we did a few weeks ago against the king of the AFC for the last four years. Okay, let's not do that to that team. And we haven't been to the playoffs in a long damn time. That was a bad business decision, all right, and led to their butt whooping. So I'm going to throw them out there and goats in a bad way right off the bat. Whoever was in charge of organizing that huddle at the middle of the field, you're a goat in a bad way, but I'm going to the whole team. And and what, what made it worse, it, it – when you see it, it really didn't look that bad. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't no like stomping. They didn't right. linger there. It was quick, and then they were gone. But if you're going to do it, you may as well do it. I mean, if you're going to piss them yeah, off, get it. your money's worth right. and get yourself riled up out there. Get the benefit because you're definitely going to get 
the detriment. Uh, first one for me, I got to go back to Thursday night. Chase Claypool, what are you doing, Chase? Oh, my God. What are you doing? What are you doing? 14 seconds, tick, 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 because you have no awareness of the situation, celebrating the first down, and then wondering why Trey Turner's trying to take the football from you, and the ball gets knocked away, and then a cockamamie excuse for it after the fact. What are you doing, Chase? So uh, can't forget that one, because the Steelers still could have won that game if they'd have had another – yeah, snap or plays, two right. shot yeah. at the end zone. Yeah, no, I mean, he's uh, Chase Claypool is a, a freak show. He's very talented. He's shown some, you know, immaturity over the last month. That's for sure. I mean, this was bonehead play. Absolutely bonehead. Like, come on. What are you doing? Who gives a damn about the bow and arrow point there? Let's go. Get your butt on the line of scrimmage. And, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say it cost them two plays. I think it cost them one legitimately. At least one. Yeah, at, at least, least one. one. There's no doubt. So, good pick by you. All right, I'm going to go to Darius Phillips, you know, punt returner for the Cincinnati Bengals. Muffed two punts in the game the other day against the San Francisco 49ers. Both led to points. was a big part of the football game. You know, I think it was a field goal and a touchdown. Cost his team 10 points. And, of course, we know that was a very close game that went into overtime. But they were big muffs. Uh, you know, after the Bengals' defense had gotten some good stops. I'm going to go with Matt Rule, this revolving door thing they're setting up at quarterback in Carolina. I don't like it. And saying after the game that P.J. Walker played because he knows the two-minute plays better than Cam. What did you do the last two weeks other than apparently spend the first full week figuring out what you were going to do with Joe Brady? You had two weeks to get Cam Newton fully up to speed with no game. And he doesn't know the two-minute offense by now. It's either on him or it's on you, and maybe he wasn't telling the truth about it, but either way, Matt Rule, I feel like the ship is sinking for him in Carolina. All right, let's take a break. We've got one more round of the Goats in a Bad Way draft. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. All right, one more round of the Goats in a Bad Way draft. Christopher, you're away. Well... For lack of like ones that really stand out to me here, I'll go. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence on this one. You know, Trevor Lawrence struggled the other day against the Tennessee Titans. You know, he had a rough day. He certainly, I think it was his worst day as an NFL pro. You know, through the four interceptions. You know, as they were kind of hanging around in the football game, they weren't out of this thing by any stretch of the imagination. It was ten nothing late into the third quarter. Uh, but just could not muster any offense. And, yeah, he was loose with his decision-making and his throws. Threw four interceptions and really probably could have thrown six or seven interceptions easily. Uh, it was a rough day for him, so I'll give him that last goat in a bad way. You know, we've already addressed this, but but I, I, I have to, even though they won, rarely do we do this coming out of a victory, but between the NFL Network interview where he went public with internal things within the team – and then calling out the play calling after the game, saying yeah. that they got too conservative when they were up. Baker Mayfield, and maybe he's just at the point where he wants out. Maybe this is his way of, of rattling the cage so they'll decide after this year to trade him. Maybe he wants a new start. Maybe he's just had enough. But it's just, it's just not the way to get what you presumably want, which is a long-term, significant financial payday to stay with the Browns. And maybe he just doesn't want it, Chris. I'm kind of... Thinking of that now, this is just his way. Maybe of getting it doesn't. It doesn't lead to a great start with a new team, though. If that's no, what you're no, doing. you're right. You're gonna have a question of that. And if I'm Cleveland, I'm not paying him a long term deal. But the way he's played and said some things in the you know the press this year, no, he's gonna wait another year. We are done. Thanks for some of your time. See you. Tomorrow. See ya.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.